Okay. Boing. <laughs> Silence. Silence. The galaxy is at peace. It'll bring balance to the force. The last Metroid is in captivity. <laughs> the galaxy is at peace. Hey, you didn't want us to lose that energy. We're not losing that energy. So oh. now bear my Arctic blast. Here, you can be host. <laughs> Hi there and welcome. Hello. Hello Ta there. To Retro Game Night. Hello. You kind of lost it halfway through that. <laughs> yeah, I know. God help us all. It sucks to my Asmar. What? <laughs> Didn't you ever read Lord of the Flies? No. Oh. I'm not as educated as you. That was sophomore year of high school. I'm not as educated as you. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're such a good gamer. <laughs> There's nothing else better to do. More touchy touchy, less thotty thotty. <laughs> and with that, we'll begin. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I am Player One, and my name is Damien. Welcome to another Retro Game Night. I am joined with Player Two over there. That guy, his name is Kyle, I think. Uh, yeah, maybe not tonight, I don't know. Player Three, I got Josh here. Greetings and salutations. And Player Four, Ben. Ah, waka waka waka! And we are here to chat everything, all about things in retro gaming, and sometimes we sneak in some new stuff, too. <laughs> How are you guys tonight? <laughs> little giddy. <laughs> Our brains are going to be fried after this. Yeah, I'm already fried, but you know, I'm going to try to guide you, guide you guys through this one tonight. We were able to play a little bit of um, Super Mario Land before we got going, just to kind of get ourselves in the mood. Got to get those wheels greased. So, I'm just going to jump right into it. Yeah, we need to start. We are going to cover so much, and the last episode we did of the timeline we had covered a lot and it was really good i'm i was really happy with the way that turned out we had covered good history chronologically um kyle where did we leave off after part one of this mario timeline just to give it as an introduction welcome back to the timeline of super mario it was a crazy ride the first time around we went through so much before we went through that Jumpman era where we found out where the Mario there and the Donkey Kong there is not the Mario and Donkey Kong that we know of today. That's actually Jumpman Mario, who was the carpenter. And that is also known as Cranky Kong from Donkey Kong Country. Evil carpenter. Evil carpenter. Evil carpenter. There we go. There it is. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> and then from there, we jumped into the baby era. So we had the four games from there from the... Uh, SNES, 3DS, and the DS games. Then we jumped into the adult era, and we went through all of those. There is a correction that I would like to make, though. In When we were talking about the Poltergust, and we were talking about how it went from the Poltergust 3000, he upgraded it to the 3001, right. but then he also he jumped to the 5000. I wanted to do my research and to find out where that 4000 series was. I wanted to find out if... It's mentioned anywhere in the timeline, or if and, it just jumped to five thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just to find out to see. What and, ju I... and just to clarify again, the five thousand appeared in Mario Sunshine, correct? No, that that one happened in um, was in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and that's where it upgraded to the Poltergust five thousand. Okay. So continue. Right. We had so I wanted to go back and find out where that Poltergust four thousand was, if it was ever mentioned, and it does turn out that in. Uh, Mar in Mario Kart DS, Luigi had a cart that was the Poltergust 4000. Wait, so, wait, so you're talking about the Mario Kart, the game. Wh which correct. one, by chance? The DS version. Okay. And was that a port of 
one of the other ones? Or brand new? No, I think it was its own game. Because its own that game. was that's the only place where the Poltergeist four thousand is ever mentioned. And it was a cart that Luigi drove around. Okay. So so it does exist within it, the timeline. Correct. Like Mario yeah, Kart does. series. Correct. Interesting. So then the other correction I wanted to make, and this was kind of a, a big fumble on my part, was where we had Pauline being sh- shown with Mario. And I had mentioned before, I believe it was, uh, I think I said it was like a Mario Tennis in the GameCube version, and I was completely wrong on that. So apologies from me, because that actually came from the Mario and Donkey Kong series. This was uh, an opening of Mario. He was opening up the theme park and was inviting people into his theme park, and they had a bunch of mini games and was doing the ribbon ceremony and was cutting the ribbon and that's where he invited Pauline. Hmm. Yeah, played those. And then that's when Donkey Kong <laughs> came in, stole Pauline and it was a whole it was a whole uh shenanigans with that whole thing. But I just wanted to mention that one. I wanted to correct that just because I wanted to make sure we get the correct information out there. And actually in the timeline, we don't know exactly in between because there's a lot of games in between these ones. But it falls somewhere between Super Mario RPG and the new Super Mario Brothers. And there happens to be about four or five uh, other games in between those two games. So there's quite a bit. So there's no real specific spot as to where that falls in. But just wanted to give that updated information. Okay. Uh, And then, so, do you have a rundown of the last games we put together and that's in the timeline to re to do like a recap for the listeners because it's been a couple episodes in between the first was so you want me to read through everything just just the ones that you have there yeah so we had first what was it donkey kong was the first so we have the jump man era which was donkey kong donkey kong jr and probably after that is where we would also find uh, wrecking crew okay in that and then we'd go to the baby era that was super mario world 2 yoshi's island then yoshi's new island Mario and Luigi Partners in Time and Yoshi's Island DS. Gotcha. Okay. So then we go into the adult era and that has the games there are Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, and then kind of as a map pack was the Lost Levels is what we know of. It was just a map pack for that game. So that doesn't really count, but if you want to put it somewhere, it would go right there. Then Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, Super Mario 64, Super Mario 64 DS, Luigi's Mansion, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario RPG, Mario and Luigi's Superstar Saga. We always kept saying Superstar. Super <laughs> when I was listening to it, I was kept laughing at that. <laughs> uh, then we had Mario and Luigi, Partners in Time. This one's covering the adult section of when they right. went back okay. in time with the babies. Right. Then we had Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, Mario and Luigi, Dream Team, and then the last one of Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. And that came out for the DS as for well, the DS. right? Yeah, okay. and that was the upgrade to the Poltergeist 5. Right, right, right. Okay. So then in the Super Mario Brothers era, we had the new Super Mario Bros, new Super Mario Bros 2, new Super Mario Bros Wii, and the Super Mario Bros. Wii U. And this is where we left off with Super Mario Galaxy. Got it. That's right. I remember now. And you had a lot in store to tell us regarding Pauline and Daisy. And then you have a lot to cover there. So That and also Rosalina. And Rosalina, right. Because to kind of piece together, we only have about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five more games. We have to dissect Rosalina because that's a very integral part in the timeline as to why the games are in order. So we're going to really have to dive deep into who she is and where she comes from. What is her motive? Yeah, what does she they what is do it here? She does here. <laughs> she does quite a bit and almost holds the universe what together, is it really. That's wow. what she does. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this then. Go. So in, in Super Mario Galaxy, we have her opening a storybook and telling a story throughout the game and it turns out that as she's going through that story it turns out to be more and more of her story of what of who she is question she is reading a story i haven't played this by the way 
she's reading storybook time of this, but to who? To the little starlings that are that are around. Remember okay. the little starlings that would help you out through galaxy. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, guys? yeah, yeah. And I've she also has the little one. If we've seen her in Smash Brothers, she has that little starling with her that fights with her. Okay. There's a bunch of those little guys, and she's telling the story to them. Okay. So, in chapter four, we're we see the first glimpse of who she calls her mother. And in that in the picture that we have, we see her from the back. And then we also see a picture of her, like a drawn sketch, like with crayons. We see a picture of her from the nose down. Okay. And we see some very similar traits we see in somebody else. Even though she's wearing a blue dress, she has longer but blonde hair with the flips coming out on the ends. We see the normal pink rose lips. And we see a golden crown and blue orbs on her ears. What character does that sound like to you? Reminds us of Peach, right? The other things we see in the storybook that gives us more hints would be a silhouette of a castle that has two short towers on either side and a taller one in the middle. And we can kind of remember from Super Mario 64, if you ever try to jump up onto the castle, or if you see it, two small towers on either side and a tower one in the middle has the little spires, right? So to really get into who is her mother, we have to look at what type of physical traits she may have gotten from her mother. And this kind of gets into our DNA. Um, so let so the first things that we really see from her are her earlobes, meatlobes. So there's two different types of earlobes that we have. We have hanging earlobes and we have attached earlobes. Now those are shown by dominant and recessive genes that we have. And then the phenotype is what we actually see in people. And we get those from our moms and dads. So specific genotypes, if you go into a Punnett square, which would kind of look like a normal just square, but then cut it horizontally and cut it vertically. So you have four squares inside the bigger square. And you put a big D close together and then smaller Ds further apart on the other boxes. You would actually get all the different combinations of what you would get from your mom and dad. And for attached earlobes, there's only one out of four of those combinations that you could get. So both parents have to have attached earlobes in order for someone to have attached earlobes. And we see that baby peach is the only time we see peach's earlobes. Every other time there's always a, the, a huge uh, earring, right? We never really see her earlobes. So she, we see from her baby that she has the attached earlobes and we can also see that mario does too that takes some lobes it does it takes some some big lobes <laughs> or maybe not smaller lobes actually perhaps and then the next thing that we see is her eye color and that is polygenic which means it's manipulated by multiple genes and just to give a quick rundown of that brown is the most dominant covering two-thirds of a chart if you look up how many gene combinations it takes to get brown Green is the next one with only two combinations. And blue eyes is the last one. The most rare version of the eye color is is that. So mm -hmm. both parents have to have blue eyes in order to have a blue-eyed baby. Hmm. Mario and Peach have blue eyes, and so does Rosalina. So we can see that Peach is still the identifying person as to who it could be. Same with the hair color. Mom, she has blonde hair it's more than likely that her, that the babies would have blonde hair. If it's real. If it's, yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least is handedness, which means, are, is she right-handed or left-handed? Or middle-handed. <laughs> ambidextrous, right. <laughs> and in game footage, we see her always favoring her wand with her left hand. Hmm. In, but in promotions... As me and Demi have talked about before, there's a thing called right-handed bias. So if you see something that in a promotion that's left-handed, we always think it's a little weird. It's kind of awkward. So they always put it in the right hand to make it more palatable for people to take. I mean, how many left-handed scissors do you normally see? But you always see right-handed scissors. Right. right. So we have to take kind of the promotions out of the way. Or we could bring those in and consider her ambidextrous, that she does left or right-handed. Now, some facts that I didn't know about is only 10% of the world's population uh, is left-handed. 
and the mother's preference is usually the deciding factor into what the what her child will be so if two right-handed parents have a child it's 10 percent chance that they're going to be left-handed if if the mother is right-handed and the father is left-handed it's still only 10 percent but if the mother is left-handed and the father is right-handed it actually doubles to having 20 percent chance to have a left-handed baby and as we've seen in the different games that we have in the tennis games and the baseball games peach is right-handed but when she plays golf she plays golf on the left side so we can see in later in life left-handed people can actually become ambidextrous right but peach does have left-handedness and mario is right-handed so it is 20 percent for them to have a left-handed child the only way that that increases is if both mother and father are left-handed and that increases it to 35 percent chance to for their child to be left-handed so all this just proves that much more with this research that that peaches her mother that peaches her mother and that just proves that theory even more correct right so we know now who the mother who the mother would be which would be peach but now here's a little here's a little interesting twist in chapter 7 of her storybook i actually wrote down some text from that so we can read through it and actually dissect it because there's a little bit more clues as to who her mother is in the text of the book so i'm going to read some of that to you guys it says she twisted the knob of the telescope and the blue dot grew until she could make out a grassy hill dotted with flowers it seemed very familiar to her zooming even closer the terrace on the hill came into view I used to go stargazing there when I lived on my home planet. She remembered rubbing the sleep out of her eyes as she followed her father up that hill to look at the stars. So in the beginning of Super Mario Galaxy, we actually see that Mario is dropped off at the at the castle. He goes through an archway and you actually see this line going up to a, to a hill lined with flowers. And the flowers in the storybook are are purple white and yellow but in the game they are also purple white and yellow so that's another clue that 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 place is in walking distance of the castle and has the same flowers going up even even more evidence that it's by peach's castle okay does that make sense am i still getting yeah you're good you're good keep it going keep it going (laughs) all right so more from the book it says She remembered having picnics with her mother on that hill on bright and windy days. And the girl broke down into tears. I want to go home. I want to go back to my house on the hill. I want to see my mother. The girl was shouting now, her face wet with tears. But I know she's not there. I know all along that she wasn't out there in the sky because because she's sleeping under the tree on the hill. The girls cried echo through the stars and a hush fell over the area. So what does that kind of tell us? That they don't know how to rhyme. <laughs> her her mar- mother rhyming takes ability. really, really long naps underneath the tree. No, she's buried and she's dead. Ew. That's, that's one thing that nice. kind of that's one thing that flipped me out about the Mario series. As much as we see Mario falling into pits of lava, Bowser falling into pits of lava, people, you know, it seems like you have lives galore. Death can be permanent in the Mario world. There is somebody who is buried and dead in the Mario world. They didn't have save states before that, so. <laughs> but, but they do have one-up mushrooms. What? Oh, so those don't work. Well, you know what? This this is exactly like Final Fantasy VII. Why couldn't the Phoenix Down revive Aerith? <laughs> the Mario That's Universe. That's true. The Mario can't, Universe. Can't revive, they have one up. Can't revive it, when there's no body. It had to be oh. a special <laughs> Phoenix Down. But she flowed down to the bottom of the pond. Yes, but my team had plenty of Phoenix Downs in their inventory. Cloud could have easily just used one. <laughs> just take it, throw it, chuck it. Hopefully, it hits her. It, so. it, it's one of those things where it's. Just the difference between the video game logic and right. more of the realistic, the cinematic. Okay, well, no, you can't really use this. <laughs> if they want a character dead, they're gonna kill him, and that's yeah. for sure. So this, the whole time, we're seeing that the mom 
is dead throughout Super Mario Galaxy. But we've already just figured out that, her, that the mom is Peach. And Peach is in that game. The story of that game is Peach gets captured by Bowser and you're going and saving her the entire time. So how can there be two Peaches? How can Peach be dead and alive at the same time? Well, how can Peach also have a daughter that's about her age as ah, well? Ah, yeah. Josh, we're going to get into that. Okay. I, I'm being dead serious. We are going to get into how they could be the same age. But so at the end of the game, when you when it does a spin around, you actually get to see a, the whole landscape of the castle, the road leading up, and a single tree on the top of the hill. And we know that it's Peach's castle. So they ha- she has to be dead. And this is all from the first Mario Galaxy game. Correct. Right. This is okay. all from the first Mario Galaxy game. So at the end of the game... Spoilers. Stuff happens. <laughs> a lot of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Normally what we get at the end of a Mario game... And again, spoilers, if you haven't played a Mario game... Shame I mean, on I, you. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you about Shame. that. But Bowser falls into a pit of lava. You save the princess. Promise of cake. Happily ever after the end. But in this game... Everybody is sucked into a black hole, and it's destroying everything. But the star children, a ton of them fly into the black hole and cause a giant explosion. Black hole. Uh, Ben, can I get your sound effects for that? (laughs) Yeah, that'll do. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Everything gets sucked into a black hole. The starlings sacrifice themselves, create a huge explosion, and it recreates the universe. And as Mario is flying through, as everything's being recreated, Rosalina explains that the stardust reforms and creates a new star, and its new cycle of life continues. Hmm. But there's small changes. And we see that at the end of the game, because all the different intergalactic characters that were on the different planets that were all spread out are all now on a single planet coexisting on one planet. So remember in the last episode, I kind of threw in the little thing of the multiverse theory in the Mario games yeah. as to how there's so many different lives. Well, what just happened here with the slight change in the universe could explain why there's so many different lives in the Mario games. In that one universe, Mario died, but then the universe continued on and then it reset and now we're in another Mario. So it could be explained that way. And another way to kind of wrap your mind around it, it would be like if you took the Nintendo game, you put it into the NES, you turned it on, but when Mario died, you hit the reset button. But when you reset it, you still have all the core elements as to the blocks, the enemies, you know, all the powers and stuff, all the same characters, but everything would be put in a different order. So the levels wouldn't look the same. You still have all, all your number of levels, just the levels are all shuffled around. That's how we can really wrap our head around what they're talking about here with resetting the universe. Uh, with the huge explosion and everything being slightly different, but still the same stuff. So then it also might explain why Mario and Bowser, you know, 80 to 90% of the time are enemies, but then when the universe resets and things are slightly different, they could be in a party playing a board game together or they're cart buddies and they're playing a, uh, a cart game or playing tennis. Exactly. Playing tennis. So this could be another explanation as to how those games may be in existence because sometimes they're enemies, sometimes they're friends. Most of the time enemies though. And this could also explain why Waluigi isn't in everything either. Maybe he's only in some iterations of the universe. Right. Never thought about Uh, that. Yeah, you never know. This also would explain, too, as to why every so often we see the Koopalings, and sometimes we don't. And Uh, the other one that really bugs me is where Gino and Mello went. I want another iteration Which ones ones are those again? For Super Mario RPG. Oh, right. When they're in there, the doll, Mm -hmm. you know, the the star that turned into the doll, and then also Mello. So we only saw them in Mario RPG, that's right. Yeah, that's where they only are. Wow. So we have Rosalina who lost her mom. And so when she loses her mom, she it's no explanation as to how she has her spaceship, but she has her ship. She leaves the planet and then returns every new cycle of the galaxy. But in this time, 
in Super Mario Galaxy is one of the iterations where she actually gets involved with the action. And also when you play through as Mario, you also have those missions in the game where you're supposed to go save Luigi, your brother, right? You guys, do you guys remember that game? Yeah. So when you play through it again as Luigi, when you go to those same missions, you would think, well, okay, well, I'm playing as Luigi. I'm going to go rescue Mario. But no, you're rescuing Luigi. What? (laughs) Kind of also cements the theory of the universe resetting. Here is another version of Luigi that is in this castle that you're having to save. They try to explain it as Luigi saying, well, there's enough people in the universe for one person to look like me. That that didn't sound like Luigi. Yeah, so I can't do a (laughs) Luigi voice. How does Luigi sound? Can you help us out, Ben? Enough people in the universe for one person to look like me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. So this actually kind of goes into how Mario Galaxy is actually bending metaphysical rules. So the other other rule that it kind of bends is what you had asked before. How is Rosalina and Peach similar in age? When they originally were created, there was a little hint that they were going to be related uh, by Yoshiaki Kozumi, who was the writer of the book, of Rosalina's storybook. And it was kind of hinted during the promotions that they were going to be related, and a lot of people thought they were going to be sisters. But what we kind of went through is seems like that Peach is her, is her mom. So this is something that me and Damien have also talked about. You remember um, time dilation? Yeah. We've talked about Yeah, I do remember this. For what system? (laughs) (laughs) Available on all major platforms. Well, Einstein in 1905 had a theory of special relativity that we know of as time dilation. And with this, the theory is, is that time slows down with motion. So when time reaches the speed of light it really comes to a stop so time actually is slower for the one that is traveling close to the speed of light and it's kind of calculated that if rosalina's ship was traveling through the universe at close to the speed of light one year on board her ship going going that fast would actually equate to a hundred years on earth which would be why she could be the same age as peach and it's close to the speed of light because you cannot travel at the speed of light right nothing can travel as fast as as light another thing too is that rosalina actually never calls her mom peach she never says peach's name she always says your special one and so again that would be kind of weird though if she called her mom peach just saying just just a little weird or even calling her mom you always just she always just called her special one but that was in relation to galaxy when she's talking about peach to mario I got a question for you. Were they uh, were they close? Does it mention any of this research that they were actually yeah, close? Yeah. What with was one the other? proximity of the? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Only in that one iteration of where her mom would have died mm-hmm. of the universe would they have been close. Other than that, she was never really existed outside of that one time that she flew off into space. I mean, she could have before in the past in other iterations, but then this specific one would actually be the one that traveled out of out from the planet and was traveling the universe that version of her is now coming back and that's the ones that we're dealing with is that iteration but she could have seen multiple reiterations of the universe as we have seen in the end of the of galaxy where they had the huge explosion she has seen this before she was able to explain it to mario before i see okay now so, i have a now i have a question yeah now this I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe some of the finer details of the games maybe disprove this, but how do we know that Rosalina just isn't from the future or that her abilities just give her the ability to transcend time itself? And so everything that's happened between her parents and her mom passing away didn't just happen sometime in the past. And now she's coming back to the past maybe to prevent her mother's death or just to help out because maybe something has changed. Well, she doesn't have actual powers or anything. The only thing that she's ever had is the ship that can travel close to the speed of light. 
and in time dilation there is no way to travel back in time it's only slowing down and actually going forward in time so we can't actually travel back but we do see that they do go back in time in this timeline because of what what was which game was it where adult mario oh, Luigi? Yeah. well uh... in in those games yes but we don't see that specifically with rosalina and with what she does but in this universe we can say that they can travel back in time in this in this mario universe the capabilities there as we can see because then there's also mario's time machine the game mm-hmm. the only evidence that we see in galaxy is that rosalina can travel close to the speed of light in her ship we don't see any evidence of her traveling back in time only that she looks forward to coming back to the planet every couple hundred years to revisit the place where her mom had died. So that sounds strange. It almost seems like the universe and, or at least the Mario universe resets itself every few hundred years. That's not that much time. Well, few hundred years possibly to certain people's relation to what she's experiencing. We don't know because if Rosalina is 20 years old, that would mean that 2,000 years potentially has passed in the universe. And we don't know how many times the universe would would reset itself. Hmm. That hurts my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Do the games actually state their specific age? No. Okay, so... Nobody? Nobody is specific age? No, not that we know of. The only thing that we can really get in age is what we've discussed before with Cranky Kong. And how he's at the end of his oh, 40 years. right, right, right. And he's still alive as Donkey Kong and Mario are around the same age. Since since gorillas only live a certain amount, 40 years. 40 years and so therefore you can deduct exactly what he would be. That, it, yeah. that Mario and seeing as, seeing as Donkey Kong with the current day Mario is grown up, so at least 15 years old, but... Mario and Luigi look to be older, so we could pop, we could say that they could be in their twenties. That's what I thought. Yeah, Cranky yeah. Kong would 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 be adult during the Donkey Kong games, so he's at least fifteen there. Donkey Kong Junior would at least be eight years old there, reaching sexual maturity, but not yet full grown. And then from there would have birthed Donkey Kong, and we see that as Baby DK and Baby Mario being the same age in those games. So Mario and Donkey Kong are around the same age, and we see Donkey Kong is is already full-grown, so at least 15 years old. But in Donkey Kong Jr., isn't Mario older than Donkey Kong Jr.? But that's Jumpman Mario. That's Jumpman, which would be his dad. The dad. Yeah, he that'd was being be the, cruel the, to Donkey Kong Jr. That'd be the dad of Mario. Yep. Yeah, um, because uh, because again of Cranky Kong, he he would have to be. I mean, Mario would be an old man in these games if he was around the same age as Cranky Kong. Unless it was a Mario from a different iteration of the universe. No, because <laughs> now you're just making it complicated. <laughs> no, because no, because Wrong. Cranky Kong is in Donkey Kong Country, and we have grown up DK there, so he's all part of the same universe. All of these games are in a span of one universe, but with Mario Galaxy, it starts to create multiverse theory, and we don't know how many universes we're actually seeing in all these games. You mean it would take an odyssey to be able to find them all? Oh my goodness! Oh, I saw what you did there. I'm trying to even I'm there. trying to even think on how Odyssey fits into it. Unfortunately, I still haven't beaten that game, so I don't really know how I would be able to explain how that one goes in. But maybe in future episodes, I might be able to add that little tidbit in in one of the beginning of the episodes to try to flesh out the uh, the timeline. So to be clear, Jumpman is the father of Mario, right? Which appeared in Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Jr. Wrecking Crew, Wrecking Crew, and that's it, right? Right. Yeah. And his name is Mario as well. Jumpman Mario, yes. Jumpman Mario, and I, I don't know if at the top of the screen when you're playing these games, if it actually, I think it just says Mario, but known in the instruction booklets, to my knowledge, it first says Jumpman. <laughs> it says Jumpman Mario, Jumpman and Mario. he's rescuing his girlfriend. So his first name is Jumpman, okay. So he's not Mario Mario the first? He's Jumpman Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the girlfriend? Pauline. Pauline. Okay. Yeah, and I'm that was one of the this all together. I, that was one of the corrections that I made. Okay. That she was in the uh, 
the Mario and Mario versus Donkey Kong games. Got it. Okay. But now if we take a look at the French version of the game, <laughs> Matt Pat, he actually took some omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. Thank you, Dexter's Laboratory. In the French version of the game, there's actually an extra part of the story that's in Rosalina's book that was cut out from the other languages. And Matt Pat had taken some French courses throughout his schooling, and he also used Google Translation to translate this part of it. And I'm going to read that to you guys right now. It says, you read I, it in French. I actually didn't write down the French version. Sorry. <laughs> I looked at it. I'm just like, nope, I ain't even going to try that. <laughs> so in the translated version in English, it says, I would like once every hundred years to return back to my blue planet and doze on the knees of my father, stroking the mustache that was his pride. <laughs> so right there, we can also see another link as to it could possibly be Mario being her father because for whatever reason that part was in the french version what if that's jump man mario no whoa <laughs> <laughs> no because it's all happening in our timeline right now well wait a second isn't there another plumber with a nice mustache but also blue-eyed in this universe a little green around the gills yeah and also, he has attached earlobes. Ooh. Oh, my. Ooh. Man, when Kyle other, covers everything, he covers everything. <laughs> other, other interesting thing is that is that Rosalina is actually taller than Mario. And who else is taller than Mario? Everyone. Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then in the storybook, she actually has a part in it where she talked about playing with her brother. And when we look at a picture of the two playing together it's silhouetted but we can see her blonde hair but we also have a picture of the brother and when you zoom in on that the brother has a green cap Ooh. Ooh. and where have you ever seen mario having a telescope hmm can anybody think of any time when mario might have had a telescope i have the picture in my head but i can't think of which game not in Odyssey. Was it Ahoy Ahoy Mario? <laughs> Ahoy Ahoy Mario. <laughs> was, it, was it that one? Is that where he had the telescope? Or, yeah. The the oh. only the only time that I could think of in a or modern was it game. A vast ye Mario. A vast ye Mario. <laughs> Wind Waker Mario. <laughs> crossing crossing game genres now. The only time that I could think of would be in Odyssey, but that was a newer game, and this was before that game came out. In the timeline, I would believe that Odyssey would be coming after all of these. So in the games, the only time that we ever see one of the brothers with a telescope would be Luigi's Mansion. In Luigi's Mansion, he had inherited that entire mansion and everything inside of it. And in the attic, Luigi has a telescope. And hmm. Rosalina mentions in her storybook that she borrows the telescope from her father to do stargazing. So with all of that, plus... Yes, plus, I'm going to squeak my voice there. In Galaxy, when you beat it with Mario, you get to play through it again as Luigi. When you beat it with Luigi with all 120 stars, plus the secret star at the end of the game, you are actually rewarded with a picture of Luigi with Rosalina with the Toads and no one else. Hmm. So we could actually possibly see this as a picture of Father and daughter was she younger in the photograph or was she no it was it was after the adventures in galaxy oh okay the Got toads it. and the stars so like a and all that present picture of that correct game okay so this kind of throws a wrench into everything that we've known of the mario universe because it was originally said that peach and rosalina were going to be related but miyamoto had actually stopped it and wanted that reference removed so that one part in the French game might have been a mistake to be in there, but we can see these things relating to Luigi, which means at the very end of it all, Mario and Peach never make it together. Mind blown. After all <laughs> that, they don't even end up together. Yeah, and it was, it was a lot to, to talk about all the genes and all that, but that also showed who 
could be the father because in all the games too, we see Luigi's also left-handed. So dun, that dun, would actually... Mario ends up with a Koopa paratrooper, I'm telling you. That <laughs> leads to it being a higher probability of being Luigi's daughter because he's left-handed, Peach would be left-handed, the percentage would be 35% to have a left-handed child. They both have earlobes. The earlobes, the eyes, the brother having a green cap and the telescope all together. Two arms, two legs, yeah, a head. Two noses and an ear. So that's Mario Galaxy for you guys. Man. <laughs> that's the one game that we get all that so information. So just the one entry of Mario Galaxy is enough to change literally and, almost everything we know of the Mario and Miyamoto, franchise. And Miyamoto tried to stop it. He tried to, to stop all the references because we all know and love the fact that Mario and Peach go together. But this actually supports the timeline because Super Mario Galaxy 2 happens right afterwards with the new reiteration of the galaxy. It's kind of just a reskinning of Galaxy, so he's going through the adventure again. So then after Galaxy 2, we get Super Mario 3D Land and 3D World, and there's no real way to place those uh, one before the other, so they're kind of around the same time. And this one comes here because Rosalina and the Cosmic Clones and Blue Toad from Super Mario Brothers Wii and Wii U are in this game as playable characters. So this ends the timeline of Mario and Luigi with Luigi stealing Peach away from his brother and now Mario is heartbroken and he's now leaving the Mushroom Kingdom and going on to brand new adventures. I, I wouldn't feel so bad about Mario here because as, as we see in Galaxy 2, it still seems like Mario and Peach are an item. And I think even all the way to Odyssey, they're still an item. However, as we go through that timeline, we notice that there are adventures that Mario takes where he is uh, going after other women here. Correct. Womanizer. <laughs> exactly. And just because here that we see that Luigi takes her... He could be trying to struggle with that fact. And even in Odyssey, when she gets stolen away, it could be right here where Odyssey fits into this timeline. I'm not sure. I haven't put a lot of time into it to beat it yet. Uh, a lot of stuff has come up to take my focus away. I have played a little bit of it, but I haven't been able to beat it yet. So once I'm able to, I'll come back and see if I'm able to fit it into the timeline and find out where it might be. But it could be with Mario struggling with the idea that Peach is no longer his, but he's still trying to save it because she's technically quote-unquote family. And so Luigi in this game isn't searching for Mario because in the beginning it seems like Mario died, but yet he's taken to a place where there's this alien form that takes his hat, the form of his hat, Cappy. And then Mario's traveling around the galaxy because he's stranded and he's collecting the moons to try to get back and to try to fix the universe and save Peach still. So we could see where it fits in, how he, how his feelings are with everything, but we'll have to see. I have to beat that to find out where it is. So going on from here, that actually concludes that timeline of, of what we know now because of Peach and Luigi getting together right here as we know right now. Mario is heartbroken and he leaves the Mushroom Kingdom and goes to Sarasaland. And in Sarasaland is where we find Mario in Super Mario Land for the original Game Boy. Woo! So starting from the beginning, in what year? 1989 it was released. And that was a same, launch title. Same year, yeah, same year as the Jeez. Game Boy's launch. So wrapping it around to, the, to there, we have Mario leaving to Sarasaland. To save a new princess, her name is Daisy, from an evil alien named Tatunga. And at the end of it, Daisy gives Mario a kiss. And we can see that at the very end, because it's no longer being transformed into one of those fight or fly guys. She walks up, gives him a kiss, and a heart goes up. Mario takes the lead, and she's right behind him. And his interest has shifted to a new princess. Which then leads right into Super Mario Land 2. For the Game Boy. And this is also where we see Wario taking advantage of Mario being away and taking over Mario's castle. We find it in the manual from Mario saying that Wario took over his castle. 
And so he has to go back and take it back from him. He says, while I was away crusading against the mysterious alien Tatunga in Sarasaland, an evil creep took over my castle. Have a rotten day. And uh, <laughs> who is Wario? Like, obviously, I know who it is, but I mean, uh, as far as what we know of him, relation-wise or friend-wise, or how do people know who Wario is in this universe? I don't think we know that. So we don't know anything is... except that he appears. Yeah, I think this is would be technically the first time we would see Wario in the games. Uh, wait. Uh-oh, hmm. here we go. Because on your list you had the Super Mario 64, and then you also had the Super Mario 64 DS right after that. With Wario in it. Oh, yes. Wario is in the DS version of Mario 64? Luigi, Wario, and Yoshi. I did not Yoshi. know that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. Okay. So maybe Yoshi Wario... and Wario, you're saying? Yes. Wow. So maybe Wario has been around the entire time, but since Mario is always in his castle in Mushroom Kingdom, he's kind of laid low until the creep, an evil creep, took over his castle. Maybe that's why he's saying it that way. Maybe he already knows him, and maybe that's why he's calling him a creep. Right. Or... or... It's a port of Mario 64 adding those characters? Or do you think that the storyline actually fit Wario and Yoshi? I'm ashamed to say I didn't play through it. Okay, because, yeah, we may we may be speculating, but it could just be an, uh, a deluxe port featuring a little bit more character. Well, Yoshi was in Super Mario 64. He was an Easter egg. When you were able to, at the end, get the cap and you flew up to behind the castle, mm-hmm. you could actually see and get a Yoshi in the original game. So maybe Wario was in addition to that one, or maybe like you, like we said, it could be that Wario's been around the entire time, and they've known about the threat. They just, since Mario's been around, Wario just kind of stayed low, and maybe that's why we don't really see much of Wario and Waluigi, except for in the party games and in the cart games. There's and everyone a, is having a decent day. There's um, <laughs> a couple of Wario games, solo games. To right, my knowledge, yeah, Wario Wear. War, isn't there Wario Woods? Wasn't that? Yeah, Wario Woods. Now I wonder if there's a background on him as far as, you know, because we're covering the Mario timeline, but that right. could be a, a fit into the timeline that we don't know about and as I, to where he is. And I think there's also a Wario game with Bomberman. Are you serious? Yes, I am serious. Huh. I did it, not it's know Bomberman that. with one of the Mario characters. I'm pretty sure it's Wario. Interesting. <laughs> it's Matt, Matt Pat does have a theory out there where all video games could be technically considered in the same universe. Yeah, I could see something like that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not, I haven't seen that one. Sure, why but not? It's it's kind of insane. Yeah. But so hopefully that made sense to everybody. I was trying to take three of his videos and condense it into uh, this podcast. If you want to be able to see those videos and kind of have a visual diagram of what we were talking about, because he does show those on his videos and his math of close to the speed of light and how it would equate to the years, uh, one year to a hundred years and all that. The three videos that we were discussing is the Mario timeline reveal. The other video would be Rosalina unmasked. And then the third video would be, Peach is dead. So if you want to be able to see the different visuals that he puts out to explain a little bit better, to be able to visualize it better, those are those three episodes. And I just looked it up here. The Wario game uh, with Bomberman is called Wario Blast, featuring Bomberman, and it was uh, for the Game Boy. Did it come out here or in Japan? Both. (laughs) I don't recall seeing that at all. Original Game Boy or, or Game Boy Color or... Original Game Boy. Original Game Boy. Yeah, that look at that. Interesting. Yeah, never remembered seeing that. I would have thought that would have been like a, a fan made hack or something like that. Yeah. There's Wario with Bomberman. Bomberman on the on bomb. bomb. <laughs> yeah. I guess that it wasn't that big of a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yes. So, you're, two, you're two for two on the pun side. <laughs> I, I could be very punny. <laughs> uh, you are so punny. Yeah, Wario actually stumbles into Bomberman's world. So apparently, I don't know if he's in the So that supports what you just said, which is that all games share the same universe. Somehow. So Mario essentially could walk in Arkham Asylum and see Batman. I feel bad for Batman. 
<laughs> oh, Batman's going to be frustrated not, with him. <laughs> I'm not sure with as much technology as he has that he could withstand the fart blasts of Oreo. <laughs> well, then again, he is used to fighting Joker, so you never know. Dude, have you seen Wario's butt blast? I mean, Smash Brothers, it is a dangerous thing. <laughs> Must be. The force of that just rockets him all over. Oh, dude, you have no idea. I think you could stop the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, he eats it. He could eat things. He does that all the time in Smash Brothers. It's one of his. It's one of his grabs. He'll actually bite you, chomp on you to regain health, and then he like spits you out. So his jaws are made of steel or something. Crazy. He's such a bizarre character. So does this actually cover, in your, in your opinion, the full Mario timeline? I think it covers the core games. We did see another video that had mentioned other timelines and they're not as concrete as this one would be although they do have some interesting theories in the fact that rosalina's book may have been writing down mario and luigi's different adventures every time she comes back and sees it and it could be considered where paper mario and all a lot of those paper games come from would be from her storybook that she had written down of their adventures i forgot about the paper marios you didn't cover that did you no, well they're not one of the core okay so they're just side they're yeah they yeah. would be side stories which i like the fact that they were bringing that in that that's where these games could be coming into play right and then like i said all the party games and the mario that's parts, right that's right especially since the babies are there could right. be considered uh, a different reiteration of the universe being recreated and having you know the babies coming from the f- from the past to the future and being able to all party together and why Mario and Bowser are friends sometimes and enemies right. the others like in RPG right right so I mean there's a lot of so what you're saying is we don't have to do a part three of this no as as of right now <laughs> this is this is it this is our timeline that that we that we have put together with the help let's, of matt Pat. let's give it up for kyle for getting all this information golf clap, golf clap. <laughs> spanning two full episodes of the entire mario timeline you are a gentleman and a scholar if i'm missing and anything please let us know I'll yeah try to work it in if we did miss something please let us know and I'm not talking about the uh, like fan-made hack games and stuff. There's going to be so many of those out there. So many of those, it's not even worth trying. Yeah, but <laughs> and yeah. they might be off as well with their yeah. storyline, so we don't even know. So let's let's try to focus on core games here. But it's the it's it, there there might be little plot holes here and there. Like Josh has brought up some things that have kind of made me stumble a little bit in it. But you you're, know, you're only human. Yeah, I can't have it all. Well, You're not a computer. Well, it's also Matt Pat. Like I said, all of this has come from him and his overthinking of video games. So I want to give it to Matt Pat too. I just wanted to bring it to maybe you guys haven't seen it yet. You wanted to hear us talk about it. it. It to me, this puts it together just like the Legend of Zelda timeline. You try to you do the best you can with it, but at the end of the day, there there may be some plot holes in it, but it's what we got. So now that we covered pretty much the entire timeline here, uh, aside of the you know from the ones that are the side games that are that are not the core Mario games, um, last time we talked about as a group our favorite games in the franchise. Um, I definitely treasure mine very closely. I, I love it, but I thought to be different, maybe state which ones out of the franchise we really don't like, and I think we all have our pick here. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and start off. I I personally never, ever enjoyed playing uh, Lost Levels. And for me, that game was redundant. It was lackluster as far as there's no story. It was the same thing. It was just an expansion pack. Right. And if you were going to put those levels in, a, in the game, why didn't you just put it in number one? I don't mind if it was longer, fine. But why make a whole other game of just that all over again? Just Mario continues. Yeah, Mario some more. And exactly. it, and with no, with no, you know, originality, it was just the same thing again. Just, you know. So for me, I, I'm, I'm going to pick that one. It was just kind of lame. I won't choose that one to play again. Another thing I noted when I played it as well is that a lot of the controls changed. Like the... Uh... Like the springboards in the original game, they would give you a, a decent boost. It would it would raise you up to the towards the top of the screen, but then in the lost levels, it throws you completely off by some of them just launching you so far 
above the screen view, you don't even know where you're at. Wow, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't think I even got that the far. Screens were broken on that. Yeah, no, it's just a difference in the the gameplay style. Uh, Gravity was different, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I agree about lost levels. It just, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll go into I'll go into mine then. So as for me. I would say, and I know a lot of people may disagree with me on this one, but the new Super Mario Brothers for the 3DS would be my pick. That's the one with the Mega Mushroom, right? Yes, that was the introduction of that, as well as the Mini Mushroom as well. And one of the things I really didn't care for it was that, and I didn't even end up finishing it. I, I tried to, but I just I got so frustrated with the game because there was so many alternate pathways... And I would play through levels as intricately as I can, trying to go down every pipe, take the mini mushroom to every little location, Mm -hmm. and I would still somehow miss these alternate locations. (laughs) That's frustrating. And I could not figure out where (laughs) they were. In other games, you could figure them out. There was a warp pipe or a a special area to get into. A pit that wasn't a pit. Yes. (laughs) And I couldn't figure them out, and I just... I got so frustrated and rage quit. Just rage quit. Yes, <laughs> you took it, chucked it out the chucked window. Chucked it out. <laughs> no, it's 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 Flush still it. in, it's still in the tin somewhere yeah. in uh, in my room. Would that classify on our retro game night uh, classification for rating as uh, flush it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a one and done. If, if you can get it done. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, you have one. Yeah, mine was uh, Super Mario Sunshine, and the reason for that is because I owe. My OCD would kick in, and I felt like I had to clean the paint off of everything. But that's where my OCD kicked in that I liked it. But th- but then you're what? a you're a half glass empty kind of guy, aren't well, you? Well, because <laughs> in the main area, when you're cleaning things up, you can clean up different spots of it to unlock different areas, and those parts would stay clean. But the main areas would always get dirty again. Yes, right. Yeah, and it would bug me so much that I had to go clean everything again. And it just took so much time. Yeah, I'm just like I just. Yeah. Uh. It took you away from the game after yeah. a while. You're just off cleaning. <laughs> it's like this is a chore. Wow, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get into that one because that that exactly would have bugged me too. Yeah, it, the there are areas that just keep getting dirty again and again and again, and I just couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> and for me, I, I am also I'm kind of an oddball to, with. Super Mario 2 be my favorite, like, of anything, but then going down to Super Mario 64 being one of everyone's favorites, usually I hear people praising it, and it just didn't do anything for me. I, and I know it's the 3D aspect, too, that you don't like. Yeah, but, I mean, I've got I've played it again and again over the years. I still like th- I like 3D games in general. I played it on the DS. I just couldn't get into it there. It's just, it's just eh. And I think it's partly, for me, an overrating of it. Like, it just... Everybody it, loved it. it. it counter, yeah, yeah, everyone loves it, and it just kind of counteracts. Like it just doesn't feel that like that good of a game. Is it sometimes with you that uh, when someone praises the game a little too much, then you go play it, and the expectations are too high, and you get yeah, let down? I think there's something like people are just they rave about it, and then I play it. I'm like, yeah, it's not that good. I don't know. I think that's a game where you're going to need to learn to speed run it and learn the different hacks to it, so that way you can like glitch through the walls and just beat it, and get it done, and over <laughs> just slide and go through everything. That one glitch where you could like you get stuck underneath the staircase or something, and it like launches you like to the end of the game or something like that without having to get the stars. <laughs> Suddenly, it's a great game when that happens. Oh, yeah, you beat it in an hour. <laughs> uh, ben, do we have anything coming up? We're going to announce which cons we're going to be at next, but as of now, we don't know. Our next episode will be another video games based on movies. Worth it? We will announce what movie game that will be. Be calm and assertive, and we will make an announcement on our Instagram page. We've gotten a few ratings on our podcast. Much obliged. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a rating with your likes and comments. We may even mention you in our show. Perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, that pretty much sums it up, guys. Uh, what do you think? It's been a it's been a night, huh? Are you guys' is mind sufficiently blown yet? Nope. Not yet. Nope, and we're ready for more. Not with Peach and Luigi. Ah, oh, we still need to finish Super Mario Land so we can get uh, Mario and Daisy together. Yeah, that's right. All right. If you guys like to do the internet, drop us a line on Instagram at retro underscore game night. If you have Twitter, 
at Retro Game Night 1. Uh, our email, retrogamenight at hotmail.com. Again, give us your comments, your questions. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time, everybody, stay goofy. <laughs> it's a time for spaghetti and the pizza. That always reminds me of the game. Don't you touch my spaghetti. <laughs> That's such a weird game. <laughs>